conspiracy theorists are thriving right now and i think the only conspiracy theory that i subscribe to is the one where it's the tiktokers who have started the coronavirus because they want us all to stay inside and watch them ticking and talking that's that's the only conspiracy theory that I um, believe right now. I've talked a lot of crap about TikTok and I haven't changed my mind about it yet. People are saying that I sound like the people who said the same thing about Instagram when it first came out. And look, I, again, I'm not like, I don't hate the platform. I'm not like on strike and like... <laughs> like revolting against TikTok. I just know for myself, I'm not going to be on there dancing, learning dances. I mean, we're I'm literally 15, 16 days in to the quarantine, self-isolation, like California lockdown, and I have not once been inclined to download the TikTok and to learn a TikTok dance. So please remember this. <laughs> When I finally came and <laughs> download TikTok and start ticking and talking, I, I, I mean, who knows? I, I, look, if you would have asked me in January if I thought that this entire virus, like that I, I mean, who could have predicted this? I mean, I guess the psychics, but like this was not on my vision board. So I don't know what to tell people, but no one was expecting this. No one was anticipating this. I mean, the whole world is kind of on pause right now. Um, I'm trying to think, like, my transitions are not that great, you guys. I'm going to have to, like, I might have to edit this a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk about Love is Blind. First, let me back up and, and let me preface. Let me set the stage for this because this self-quarantine situation is making me do things that I have never done before. One of them being that I have never watched like a love relationship reality TV show. I know people are into like 90 Day Fiance. What was that one thing show with an island and like there's The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Um, there's so many different like dating relationship shows and I have never like watched any of them. I've never watched an episode of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Like, I don't know when, like, any time they say, like, the, I don't know, 12th season's winner of The Bachelorette, I'm like, who? I don't know any of their names. Usually when I don't know a celebrity, I just assume that they're one of the bachelors or bachelor bachelorettes from a previous season. Because, like, you know, like, movie stars, movie, like, actors and actresses, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I've seen them in something. When I've never seen your face, I'm like, oh, okay, that's probably where you're from. So I got, I, I just, I kind of realized, I caved and I realized everyone was talking about Love is Blind. I felt left out of this conversation. And I just, I sat with myself <laughs> and I meditated and then I, like, knew that I had to watch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I sat with myself and uh, with my remote, me, my remote and my TV and with my Netflix on it. And I was like, I'm going to fucking watch Love is Blind. It's going to happen. And I will tell you the first like 
two episodes were brutal. Like, I was having a really hard time. I was like, there's no way I'm going to make it through this. There's no way. The conversations, like, that's the thing. Sometimes I have a hard time um, realizing, like, okay, is this supposed to be cringy? Like, is this part of it? But then I was like, oh, no, this is real. (laughs) So some of the conversations were just they were very like vapid to me. And I was like, I don't know if I can get through this. I fast forwarded some of it. And then I kind of thought back about I was like, you know what? There's probably hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage and the producers and the editors were probably like, we got to cut this, 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 this. So you're like seeing a minute 30 seconds of maybe a conversation that took like three or four days for people to have so I kind of had to remind myself of that um if you haven't watched love is blind or you're like not finished watching it you might want to like skip over the next couple of minutes because I don't want to ruin it for anyone or if you're like I'm never gonna watch the show so you know you can just keep listening (laughs) but um yeah I I had a lot of people telling me I had to watch it and so I did and so the main people like Lauren was it Lauren and Cameron no was it Lauren and Cameron oh my god see I should have looked up their names because I'm gonna forget Lauren and Cameron the, the dude with the scientist the guy the scientist and then the girl that he's with I'm pretty sure her name is Lauren Um, I really liked them like from the get go. I liked them. I was like, this is like Cameron's a little cheesy (laughs) in my opinion. Um, But again, like maybe we're just seeing like certain parts of it and not the whole situation. I actually really liked Diamond the Dancer and Carlton. I really liked them and I. I feel like Carlton has a lot of work to do on himself. Like his reaction and him seeking that acceptance from Diamond, I was like, "Mm, that's an inside job. Like he really has to do a lot of that accepting. And I think and coming to peace with his past and not having a lot of shame around the fact that he's been with men as well. Um, And I don't. I don't know if I just like completely zoned out and like missed the part, but I remember like, you know, again, my brain was just like, this is, I I don't know if I can handle this. So my brain kind of started like shutting off in certain points. And so I finally like came to and Diamond just like started freaking out on him. And I was like, is this really warranted? Like I was just very confused about why she was so upset. It was like one minute they were having a conversation and then the next minute, like, she was just flying off the rails. Um, and again, like I, you know, you have to like, I had to remind myself that they were having these conversations like days after meeting each other. And I think to like tell someone that about like Carlton telling Diamond about him, you know, being with men as well before they got engaged or, or after they got engaged, like, I'm like, in any normal situation, 
like that would be something that you talk about maybe a little bit sooner, <laughs> like before your engagement. Um, but for them, they'd only known each other for a couple of days. And yeah, that's really hard to like have that conversation with someone where you can't like gauge their physical reactions. Like I know for myself, when I have had like tough conversations, Oh, there's a plane going over. Sorry if you can hear that. Um, whenever I've had difficult conversations, I always look at the way people are reacting. And I think this is like a normal human thing that we all do is we look at people's body language. Even if it's subconsciously, like we see how they're reacting to what we're saying. And like for me, <laughs> this might sound like a little bit uh, premeditated, but like if I have bad news, I used to do this a lot like when I was a teenager, I would start with like the least bad of news <laughs> first just to see how like my mom or dad would react. And then if they weren't like super mad, then I would like give them a little bit more. And if they still weren't mad, then I would give them like a little, little bit more <laughs> of the bad news. So, you know, because I could see like if they were getting angry or if they were getting upset. And I think like when you're sitting in a pod and you can't see what the other person looks like you can't read their body language you can you only have like the tonality of their voice that's so hard so I don't know I feel really sad that Carlton and Diamond didn't make it okay Kenny and Kelly oh man (laughs) I um I posted this on my Instagram stories a couple weeks ago or not a couple weeks, it was probably last week. I feel like Kenny and Kelly are, I really thought they were going to make it. I was already a little skeptical of Kelly because she just seems so wishy-washy. Like I was like, "Mm." I don't know. Like she kept going back and forth. Like she would say these really nice things, like everything's perfect. And like, we're so great together. And then she would be like, I don't know. I was like, what? So I was on, I'm like, I just I said on my Instagram stories, I feel like they would be that couple that like goes to Costco for funsies on the weekend and like samples all of the samples. And then they go to Ikea and they look at Kelly's Pinterest board and they buy everything to make her kitchen look just like her Pinterest kitchen board. (laughs) And like, um, I don't know, I just like I was not surprised when Kelly left because I feel like Kenny always liked her a little bit more. But I also think that that's pretty normal in every relationship. Like, I feel like there's always one person who loves or cares more about the other person. Like, there's always, I think, a little bit of imbalance of power in a relationship. You know, like, what is that? Was that an episode of Friends where they talked about, like, the reacher and the grabber? Am I imagining things? I forgot what show that's from. But I definitely believe in that. Um, And I, I don't know. Yeah, Kelly just seemed really disingenuous from the start. I could not believe Kenny was 27. He looked like he was 35. Because <laughs> um, I'm 27 and I was like, hmm. We don't look the same age, but I mean, whatever. Um, Who else? Okay, Bennett and Amber. 
I did not like Amber in the beginning. I was like, Mm-mm, I don't like it. I don't. Anytime someone has to like, she kept saying this one thing and it just kind of like stuck with me. She was like, confidence is not my problem. Like I'm a very confident person. And anytime someone leaves with that, it usually means the opposite. I felt like she was a little bit too like intense um, in the beginning. But then I actually started to really like her. Bennett was like every guy that I dated in my early 20s <laughs> like sums him up and and especially like watching him in the pods but then once I actually saw once they started like getting into each other's environments and like being like actually you know like cohabitating and like doing things together I was like okay like he seems a little bit more stable and grounded than I would have pegged him for in the pods that makes sense. Um, Amber, when her $20,000 in debt and spending $200 on makeup on her credit card, I was like, I want to scream. And I'm also going to say this. Amber clearly got a, has had a boob job. Okay. Like this is not, of course my dad has to call me when I'm talking about boob jobs. I'm not against boob jobs. Like, I don't, I think girls should, women should just do whatever they want to do to their bodies. It, like, literally is not a big deal. Um, and she doesn't have to, like, Amber doesn't have to, like, come out and say it. But she's clearly had a boob job. So I'm like, okay, lady, how are you $20,000 in debt? And you've had a, like, who paid for the boob job? Because boob jobs are about, like, 10 to 15k unless she, like, went somewhere sketchy. And it was anything less than that. Um... So I'm just, I'm just curious, like the financial thing, that's such a hard thing for couples. Like it's such a big conversation and you can just tell on Bennett's face, like, oh my gosh, because she does not seem very responsible with money. And $20,000 of student loans is, $20,000 is a lot of money. But if you're making a consistent income, you can pay that down rather quickly and it just seems like she would rather like she was saying she was like we what is that phrase we she's like I've always been the type that um lives to or works to live not lives to work and I could see that like Bennett wasn't the same way like he's definitely more of a planner and a saver so like that I'm surprised that that was not a bigger issue or maybe it was and we just didn't see it so yeah very interesting okay so Juliana and what was her the guy's name Damien (laughs) I don't really have much to say about them because I feel like Juliana is just really young like very young a little bit immature and the thing that really bothered me is like at the wedding when Juliana like ran out and like her mom came and the mom was like I'm so sad for you like this is so embarrassing and the mom like started crying and made it about herself and then Juliana had to be the one to comfort her mom I'm like no (laughs) like I felt really sad for Juliana because I definitely think there's something there where like her and again this is all allegedly like I'm trying it's really hard 
for me to be this judgmental about other people's lives when we're only seeing certain aspects of it on the on TV. Um, but I think for, for Juliana, like there was obviously something with her mom and childhood that she probably wasn't getting her emotional needs met. And that is why she's always trying to garnish reactions out of Damien. Like she always was trying to push Damien and he's like, I'm not the one. Like the whole thing where she brought up like how she, she's like, do you ever realize that you always say that I'm the best you've ever had in bed, but I never returned the compliment. And was like, that is such a low blow. First of all, of all the things that like you could pick out about his character, like that had to be the one thing. Like it just didn't, it just felt very immature to me. And again, like I feel like she was trying to get that reaction, um, maybe a little validation from Damien. And then when the whole mom situation happened and I saw like the mom turn it to make it about herself, I was like, oh, this totally makes sense now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I know that they're, they're not, they're dating. And even, oh, the reunion, I can only watch like half of it. I think I turned it off after Amber laid into Jessica, which I will get to Jessica and Mark in a second. Um, but I just, she said something. She's like, we're dating and it's perfect. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> okay. I just had a really hard time um, watching the reunion. I just, the conversation and like Nick Lachey and <laughs> Vanessa Lachey in the beginning when Nick Lachey was like, and I'm Nick Lachey. Or she's like, I'm obviously Nick Lachey. I forgot what it was, but he said, obviously, like we were supposed to know who he is. I can't, like, I only know him as Jessica Simpson's ex-husband. I can't name one ninety. I had to look up what ba- boy band he was in. I was like, I know he was in a boy band, but I forgot what it was called. It was called 98 Degrees. I, I can't name a 98 Degrees song. <laughs> I can't tell you anything really about him other than he was married to Jessica Simpson. Anyway. Um, yeah, like the questions they were asking, I felt like they, I don't, and that's the thing I don't know about these shows is if they, if Jessica and Nick were given, Jessica and Nick, oops, (laughs) Freudian slip. Um, if Vanessa and Nick were given, I'm sure they were given some type of like the questions or guidance or something, but I mean, part of that has to be some type of improv, right? Because you don't know what the cast is going to say. But I just felt like they could have asked way better questions. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Anyway, let's move on to Jessica and Mark. Because that was, they were like, everyone who told who told me to watch the show, they were like, this Jessica chick, she's toxic, she's crazy. And I was expecting way worse than what was actually shown on the show. And I do think Jessica, I mean, all of the cast was like, I mean, all humans in general are a little problematic. And especially when you stick a camera in front of them and things are edited, like you're going to see the worst of the worst of someone. But I don't think Jessica was as toxic and problematic as people were making her out to be. Other than the dog drinking the wine, I was a little confused. (laughs) I was like, I'm, I'm still, I don't know if there's, if she's done an interview since and she like explains why she does that. (laughs) But, um, you know, I think 
Jessica bringing up Mark's age difference was a little annoying for sure. Like when they were having that conversation and she was like, when I'm 60, you'll only be 50. And when I'm 80, you're only going to be 70. It's like, bitch, we know how to do math. We get it. He's 10 years younger than you and he gets it. And it was like every time she would throw these questions at him and he would give her like a genuine response. She just wouldn't accept it. And I think Jess, Jess, why do I keep? Yeah, Jessica. I was going to say someone else's name. Um, I just think Jessica doesn't really know what she wants out of a relationship. I think she has a lot of her own healing to do. I mean, we all do. But I think, you know, hopefully, and she said this in the reunion, she was like, us watching some of that footage back she was like it was really tough and I think anyone who's ever been on a reality tv show would say the same thing like I would hate to be on a reality tv show because I'd probably go into like three years of intensive therapy after but I I really don't think that Jessica was was as bad as people were were making her out to be I thought that the questions that she was taught was was talking to Mark about like having a prenup she that's a smart conversation to have um you know talking about wanting kids she's like okay if we get married like we need to start trying to have kids right away because I'm 34 that's a really bad like these are all valid questions and I think that it really shows her um like strength as a woman to like want to have these conversations because I mean I don't even know for myself like when I was 22, 23, like how trying to have those conversations was sloppy and messy. And the way that I delivered it would would not have been that great. Um, And they probably still aren't, to be completely honest. But I think just her trying to open up the conversation. Let me rephrase this. The way she was trying to open up the conversation and her delivery of the questions was way off. But I think the intent behind them was good. That's just my two cents. Mark is a hopeless romantic. And I think he's going to continue to get his heart broken. Because he just really like just throws it all out there. And I think for women like Jessica, you kind of have to like keep the intrigue up a little bit more. Yeah, do you guys know what I mean? I think you know what I mean. Um, That's my little love is blind recap. I know it's not business related, but I feel like we all just need a break. I I also I want to end this by saying there's a lot the Internet. I I actually pulled my Instagram audience um, over the weekend and it was I've never had a poll be 100 percent. Over 150 people voted and they all said the same thing where the Internet feels really loud right now. And I agree. Everyone's going live. People are trying to sell stuff, make money. Um, There's the conspiracy theories. There's just all of the. It's just loud. It's so loud right now. And I think because we're all at home and we're like, oh, we can just be on our phones and on social media that it can be really overwhelming And I see, and I'm not against, I posted this again because people were emailing me and in my DMs about me, I think in the last episode I talked about selling during this time. 
which is fine. I do not expect people to like agree with everything that I say. Um, and I just, for me, I think right now selling is totally cool. I think it's fine. I think if you feel called to do it, if you feel like your offer is truly of service, a hundred percent start selling if it's coming from a place of abundance. I also just, I think right now a lot of people are selling from a place of fear or trying to tap into other people's fear and manipulate it and make them think that they need to buy a certain product or buy something like buy something that's somehow going to save them. It's just, it's a weird, it's a weird time for a lot of people. I mean, look, I'm not a pop culture podcast, but here I am talking about Love is Blind, and I want to do a whole whole podcast on um, Tiger King, because I just finished that last night, and that was wild. So I think right now everyone is kind of pivoting, and I think it's okay to really give yourself a break. I know a lot of people have posted, you know, memes or just like messages about now is the time and, you know, you take advantage of this time and other people are saying to rest. And I think the important thing to to do is to listen to what your body is telling you. If you want to rest, you should rest. If you feel like working, if you feel like starting a project or starting something new, absolutely do that. But I think the important message is to really just lean into how you're feeling and not trying to and just really turn down the the volume on the internet right now I think that's what we all need to do which is ironic as I'm sitting here talking on a podcast that's on the internet but I hope that this somehow um helps you doing your during your quarantine um California or I guess Trump just extended the quarantine until April 30th. Um, so yeah, we're all we're all in this together, folks. So please stay inside, stay healthy, and I will talk to you soon. All right, be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you, mean it. Bye.